Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrosser. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out. Hit that subscribe button and you'll get the podcast sent to you right away as soon as they come out. Also, if you head over to disrupteducation.co, you can learn about me, you can connect with me there. Um, and if you have somebody who may or may may want to be on the show, um, send me a message there and uh, let's see if we can uh, put something together. Uh, got a lot of great guests coming up, including today's. Before I go into that, I am a proud member of the Ed Up Experience Podcast Network, E-D-U-P, edupexperience.com. Head over there. There's a great amount of all kinds of innovators in education, all the way through post-secondary uh, education. And uh, I got to tell you, lots of innovators, edupexperience.com. Rocky Singh Candola is an author, speaker, actor, convict, lover, traveler, entrepreneur, and CEO. Yeah, trust me, he's going to tell us about his path in education. It is an amazing path. It is pretty much anything and everything that has happened in education, good and bad and horrific, really. He's been through it. Um, and uh, he is now the company owner of Hair Maiden India, which is a world-leading company in high-quality Indian hair. And I got to tell you, his story is amazing. And he's got some suggestions about disrupting education. We'll be with Rocky right after this. Are you an individual or business wanting to create an online course or training program, but are overwhelmed with the e-learning process and don't even know where to start? If so, you don't want to miss this free masterclass called Create and Launch a Successful E-Learning Program Online Course or Virtual Training, where you will learn the biggest mistake most people make with e-learning, the number one reason most e-learning programs fail, and the three pillars to create extraordinary value for your learners every time and much more. Get instant access to the free masterclass right now by clicking on the link in the description. All you have to do is sign in and you will get instant access to this free masterclass right now. I recently asked Jake, who is a sophomore in high school, why he uses SpikeView to share his learning journey. Um, I think it's really cool that you know SpikeView is really putting that abstract into con concrete data and knowledge and then displaying that to the outside world. And I think SpikeView is different than anything else out there. Um, like I said before, because it's really taking that, you know, the, that those abstract skill sets and those abstract experiences and putting them into data that, you know, is actually mathematic and scientific and, um, you know, that matches you up with the best programs and, um, you know, best places for you. People, um, you know, who are really trying to make those changes in the world and they're going to be using SpikeView because SpikeView is that app where you can, you know, take, take those experiences and take those passions and put them out there. Um, and share with other people. And that's, you know, that's really powerful. And to that, you know, that professional networking piece, um, you know, to be with other like-minded teenagers, that puts you ahead, that puts you ahead in a lot of ways. And so, um, you know, I think anyone who uses Spike View right now has a leg up in the future and excited to see, you know, where those Spike View alumni head up. Head to spikeview.com. Start your portfolio now for free. The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher.
Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrasser. I have a wonderful guest here today, Rocky Singh Candola. Um, I have to introduce you like your uh, LinkedIn. So I'm going to read this right off. Author, speaker, actor, convict, lover, traveler, entrepreneur, and CEO. Rocky, you've lived a lifetime of lives. Uh, thanks so much for being here, man. Blessings, brother. Thank you so much for having me this morning, Peter. Well, there was a lot of words there. Uh, so if we could unpack a little bit, um, I love, you know, the hair made in India. I think of Iron Maiden here, you know, like ah, hair made in India. But uh, let's start there and unpack who you are and what you're doing these days. Yeah, definitely. Um, so hair made in India is a company that I founded myself about um, eight to nine years ago, um, maybe you could say about 10 years ago. Uh, it's a human hair extension company. We do, you know, wholesale B2B business, um, you know, and that's kind of where my um, legitimate entrepreneurial journey started. I had a, a past life, I guess, as you as you know, as well, um, which kind of uh, brings forward one of the descriptions that I, I put for myself on LinkedIn. Um, you know, as a kid, I was always like the, the kid selling lemonade, baseball cards, uh, cutting grass. My, my father actually bought me a lawn or a, um, a go-kart one year for my birthday. And I connected a, a wagon on the back of it and was able to to cut more yards. So I kind of always had that, that, that mindset and that spirit and, um, you know, leaving out the whole 20 years in the middle, obviously of the, the story. Uh, but eventually it turned into doing what I'm doing now, which is, you know, multiple businesses, uh, you know, looking for vacation rental companies, um, and anything else I can do just to kind of start to now finally give impact back. Um, I, I definitely made a big impact in the hair world, help a lot of people in their business, but I want to find things more kind of aligned that fulfill me up. And, and what does that for me is people, and vibing with people and helping people and, and helping them get to, to where they want to be very casually. Um, it's been hard for me to to call myself a speaker and a coach because like I, I don't want to formalize it. I just want it to be more of a vibe. But you know, I understand to to create the most impact and and reach the most people. I do need to kind of structure it a little bit. So I'm kind of that's where I'm heading now. And those are the, the things I'm working on constantly and, and every day right now. You know, uh, our previous conversation, I always have conversations with guests before we jump in. And yeah, totally legit. I, you know what, you're, you're casual speaking and, and really being who you are. You're going to you're going to be great at it. So don't worry about it, man. Um, as a matter of fact, I love sharing podcasts like this with my own classes and such and parents of, of kids. Um, so let's just jump in. So there is a 20 year past. There's a past you, but there's a lot of learning in there. Um, good and bad. Um, so let's attempt to unpack your path of uh, education um, and learning. And obviously, we know that that's not always just systematic school. There's a lot of lifelong lessons and such that go in. So wherever you want to start your journey until you became the hair maiden and going into the other um, uh, of India and going into the other entities, man, um, where do you want to start your learning journey and, and let let the, the listeners know um, because you have one heck of a, a journey and it's pretty amazing. Definitely, definitely. Thank you, brother. Well, I guess it would be, it would be I would be uh, wrong and probably upset by a lot of my, my family if I didn't start with my father. Um, I, I'm Indian, right? I'm Punjabi Indian. In Indian culture, schooling is very, very important and people, parents are very, very strict on their, on their uh, you know, sons and daughters. Uh, to go to school and to get very high grades, as well as the curriculum in India. I'll get to this later, but I actually went there in seventh grade, and um, I, I was four or five class levels behind their curriculum uh, at that at that current time. Uh, so that kind of gives you like a, a, a kind of foundational overview of like what it's like coming in from like an Indian family in, in India directly educationally. Starting at a young age, our father would have uh, boards on the wall of different languages, Punjabi and Hindi teaching us. He would make us read encyclopedia from A to Z, 
and he would pause in between each book and, and give us tests on each one in there. Um, so he started kind of like really putting this regimented system of like education, education, you know, on us very heavily in the beginning. Um, on me, my brother, my sister, you know, all of us. However, at the same time, we were in public schools in Mississippi. So <laughs> I'm smiling because like, I mean, we all know, you know, the state of our, our current affairs and educational system in, in the country and not to down Mississippi because I have some people I really love there, but they definitely have a lot of catching up to do. Um, and I mean, you can imagine 25 years ago, you know, they, they were pretty in a pretty different situation even. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where it started for me. Somehow, you know, with my dad's help and we would travel, you know, as a family, you know, younger as well. My dad would bring us on vacations when he was free. Um, I would always excel at the top of my class. Like, I mean, like we'd get tests and I'd finish them in a couple minutes and bring them to the front and the teachers and all the kids were like, oh, he's failing or whatever happened. I'll get a straight 100 on them. And that was like a pattern throughout my entire life, even going into college. I was always, you know, able to stay uh, very ahead on the top of things um, as far as schooling goes. And the funniest part about it is I wasn't really interested in much of it. I understood that I had to do this for a certain reason. And that was for mainly my family. I didn't see what it was going to do for me yet. You know, and that didn't come till much, much later. Um, however, um, I was blessed and some would say cursed also to be sent around to nine different schools, you know, uh, boot camps, military schools, everything from being abducted out of my bed at two o'clock in the morning and taken to a boot camp in Mexico where the only schooling was to read a textbook and take the quiz at the end of the chapter. And that's how you progress through your grades in that school. Long story, but that school wasn't even accredited. They were manipulating parents and getting away with all kinds of things. And now they've been shut down for, you know, child abuse, torture, you know, all kinds of other lawsuits as well. Um, so yeah, growing up, um, that was kind of like my education um, was getting it from so many different places, right? From Mexico to the border of Canada to India, when I was in India for seven months, uh, to public schools in the South, to private schools in the South. Um, and, you know, curriculums are different everywhere. The biggest thing I learned about all that is I learned to be adaptable to the world, to, to, to be open to how much information there is actually out there and then how much that information can change with perspective as well. Um, and I really saw that meeting other people in different areas of the world at a very, very young age. And it really kind of instilled a sense of me that, you know, I'm, I'm part of a huge, huge world and there's so many things to do in it. And I guess at a certain t a certain point, it also kind of confused me because I'm like, wow, like, what do I do now? Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, there's so much to do. There, that is an amazing journey in itself. Um, why the moving around? What, why did you think um, was there was there jobs going on? Were your parents trying to find a different kind of education path for you, or is it a yes and? <laughs> no, no, that that would be a great story as well. But um, I was kind of a tougher to deal with child. Um, once again, my parents were in, just from India. Um, you know, they want to see their kids stay at home, respect their family, uh, study, 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 and not be out with their friends. You know, at nighttime or anything like that. Me, I was like questioning everything, talking back about everything. I wanted to be out at night. I wanted to play tennis all day long. Um, I didn't need to do any homework because it was done or I would finish everything like immediately. It was just all done. Like, And we started bumping heads really quickly. Um, and that was the first time I got sent away was to India, actually. And, you know, they told me back then, oh, it's a for a cultural experience. And as I got older, my dad was like, we just couldn't handle you. And like, I have your brother and sister. We had to send you away for a while. But I mean, I, I learned a lot in India. Like, I mean, traveling as a kid, living alone out there going all over the country playing tennis tournaments and even from the schools out there what I, I told you I was so far behind in the curriculum but the teachers had to figure out what to do with me in there because like you can't teach you know calculus two to a kid that hasn't even done like you know algebra yet you know in, in America um, so they would give me these uh, tours not tours scavenger hunts 
of the city. So I would get to learn about Punjab, my culture, you know, where what India is about. So it turned out to be a really, really cool thing. And, and actually how I'm so confident in my business now about India, because if I didn't go there as a child, didn't get to go there as an adult, I probably wouldn't be as confident to go to these temples and these factories and make these connections and meet these people. Um, and if you if you hear that, that kind of shows like my educational journey. Like I was, I learned to be around people to make conversation, to trade, to 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 find out how I can relate to them, and then find out how we can do business together and 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 serve each other with value. And that's kind of like it kind of happened like by itself. I didn't know how it was going to happen like that. Um, other than that, before that, I wanted to be actually a uh, a lawyer. Uh, that was my that was my main thing. So after I got back from India. And then got sent. I mean, I can get into the whole story. Like I got sent to Mexico, uh, the WWASP. Um, I'm sure your listeners know about Paris Hilton. Um, she recently did a very big documentary about one of the schools that she attended that was in the U.S., um, very similar to mine, where, you know, you, you go behind these big brick walls. They shave your head. They rip your clothes off. You don't talk to anybody in the outside world. You don't know when they're going to leave. You're physically abused, sexually abused, tortured. You know, waking up at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning in the rain to stand outside and count and do push-ups and waking up on the floor with pots and pans banging on you. And, you know, that, and I'm just skimming the surface. Um, thankfully, gratefully, my story of abuse there doesn't even compare to some of my brothers and sisters' stories they had in there. And, and some, you know, aren't as open to talk about it. Um, but that is actually a place where my education uh, went down. I didn't really learn much <clears throat> educational stuff there. I was just reading a book and taking a test and you know it was a mind game so i went to three of the, these such facilities over the next three years um and thankfully my father had put so much in me before that and i traveled and, and seen so many different things and i was getting an education and experience from the world um you know and we can talk about how like in my part in my point you know having to be coming from such a place of survival versus thriving in those kind of schools i learned certain parts of life that you know might be you know helpful uh, but at that age aren't totally necessary you know kind of we want to kind of be free and just live our, our, our child lives and do what we want to do at that age. And that part was kind of stunted for me. Um, so when college started, after all these boot camps and all these schools, after getting kidnapped and took in there again, um, when college started, I didn't care about anything except, you know, being a man. And for me, that was giving a middle finger to authority, partying, girls, drugs, drinking, everything. Um, and I dove headfirst into that. Um, college, I, I graduated with a 3.86 GPA. I don't even know how, because like I carried the same, um, you know, kind of things over from high school as, as I did to college. Um, you know, like I, I, did, I was fast, I was quick. I didn't really study much, you know. And then once I got to like human A and P or class or stat two, where I like I don't really want to study this hard, I was like, nope, I'm dropping this class and going somewhere else. And I, and I wound up in philosophy and really enjoying philosophy and what that you know meant as far as criminal justice and and, and reading cases and, and arguing cases. And I eventually wanted to do criminal law. Um, and come back to Alabama. Um, and yeah, college and, and that whole area is where I, I learned a lot. And I have to say, and I, I don't want to discourage anybody from going to school because I think there's a lot of value in going to college, but I don't think that value comes from that piece of paper degree or too much of what you learn unless you are going a professional route, you know, like, like engineer, you know, medical, uh, legal, things like that. Um, otherwise, it's a very good experience. You know, if you have the money to afford, if your parents are going to pay for it, if you're not going to incur a lot of debt over it. That's a very good experience to have. And I live mine to the fullest. I was a freshman for almost four years. <laughs> <laughs> so it took me seven and a half to graduate, um, finally. Um, and, you know, I had I did fraternities and extracurriculars, a lot of things where I have 
a lot of connections of people, of small things that I can, you know, kind of reach out to here and there, uh, which I'm grateful for. Uh, but my biggest lessons in college came from, and this is scary to say sometimes too, is going to say is the mistakes I made, you know, while I was there um, and, and learning about life and people, as well as learning how to finish a class, right? You know, like a lot of times people go to college, I want the experience, but like when you actually like finish it, you know, you, you get the grade, you go for it. Then, okay, you know, you have that sense of I accomplished it and I'm there as well. Um, but also during that time is when I dove in, as I said, to the drugs and the violence. And um started selling drugs, you know, doing drugs. And within a couple of years, you know, I wound myself up with a, a big boy, you know, distribution of cocaine, controlled substances charge. Um, and, you know, seven years of my life, you know, back and forth in and out of jail, in and out of rehab, in and out of um, uh, house arrest, until finally, you know, I was, I graduated college while I was going through all this. Um, they were tired of me. They're like, you know what, like, you're not listening. You know, you're smoking weed every day or sneaking off to Mexico. We don't know how, we don't even know if like, they thought, honestly, I was like cheating in class or something like that. Cause they were like, we, we see like we're, we're tracking you every day. And like, you don't study, like you're not doing, not doing anything. Um, and anyway, long story short, I wound up in prison and, um, that was Alabama state prison. And, um, it was tough, you know, my, my life before that boot camps and everything I was, I was used to kind of like put me at an advantage towards someone who'd never been to anything like that before. Um, and, once again, scary to say, because I don't want to ever encourage anybody to go to prison. You know what I mean? <laughs> I learned a lot. I learned a lot there. And I, I believe the power of these like conversations, like on your podcast as well, is for there's a couple of different kinds of people in the world. And, and some people learn from you know their own mistakes. Me, I have a hard head. I have to fall. And then I learn. And then there's others who can really hear that from someone else and really like embody that and kind of be like, you know what? That's not the path I'm going to go on. And I hope that we can you know, kind of reach those right now because prison is, is not fun. It's not cool. There's no street cred behind it. No matter how tough you are and how much you can handle it, um, which I can handle it, it sucks. You know, there's no mm-hmm. way around it. Um, and not only does it suck in prison, it sucks when you get out and you're trying to make a life for yourself, whether it's a job, a career, a business, a loan, um, whatever it is, like you have a little bit of, you know, a more difficult time. Um, and if you're an entrepreneur and that's where you're trying to go, um, that's the least, not, nothing like that will stop you, you know, and, and it hasn't stopped me. It's actually given me motivation to know that, hey, tunnel vision, this is my path. I'm not looking for any job. I know this is what I'm doing. I need to get it right. Um, and, you know, from there and from college a little bit and from military school and the boot camps I went, I learned to give myself structure as an entrepreneur. I learned to give myself my own structure, not from a boss, not from anyone else. Um, and I really, really appreciate, I'm grateful for the 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 hells that I went through as a kid because it taught me inadvertently even that that structure and that discipline, um, if I give it to myself in a loving way, can actually take me beyond, you know, my wildest dreams. Thank you so much for sharing that journey. It is, I know there's, I mean, there's so much more underneath that, but if I was going to unpack that, and I'm certainly not a psychologist, but as an educator, somebody who's like understanding, like you learned how to rely on yourself and learn yourself through just... I mean, the structure came early with family um, and then hell was there. And so who was supposed to be teaching you obviously was not um, in several, you know, very difficult, challenging, just, you know, unethical, just terrible ways. And um, and now you're an entrepreneur because you're not going to rely on anybody else. Uh, however, 
you're going to also share that story with others. Um, and I can see, yeah, first, before we go into my education question, and I know I'm going to give your uh, um, links and everything to everybody, but I know we have a lot of parents out there. Seriously, uh, when I first uh, heard your story, Rocky, and we were talking, I was like, wait a minute, I got like a thousand young people who need to hear this. So um, just a quick note before we go into the big disrupt education question, you all want to check out the links below and how to connect with Rocky. He, he really is going to be able to speak and connect um, should uh, you uh, work with him that way. Um, so let's jump into education, my friend. You have seen it all like I'm I gotta I gotta tell you like out of almost all of my guests I would say you have probably seen the most um, so with that being said um, man if, if you could build education it's a big question um, what 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 are maybe one or two ginormous must-haves in that education system school whatever you want to call it what what does that look like to you Rocky I think before we even like get all the way into it, I think the first part is understanding as a whole, as a community, everybody, that the current system and curriculum education that we have in place is not working, you know, overall, um, especially when you get down, like I said, Mississippi public schools and even certain other areas. And it shouldn't be like that. You know, like, I mean, in the country we live in, in America, like, right, like everyone, like at the younger age should have that kind of chance to be like, you know what? We're getting taught the right things. We're going the right direction. We have a chance equally to get there. And I mean, I can see the difference between going from public school in Mississippi to private school in Alabama, just like night and day. I was just like, wow. You know, even like the way the teachers would approach the students, even it was just totally different. And I don't even know if the pay, you know, is much different. There's just a more prestigious type of place. Um, but I, I do believe that's the first thing is like a, a discussion open about, you know, hey, this is not working. People are coming out at 18 and not knowing what to do. We're basically making them almost slaves to the state and to the to the hamster turning wheel, you know, of like get married, get a job, nine to five, do this, do that, do that, end up at 60, retire this. And they know like, which is great if that's what someone wants to do, you know, but we need to really encourage people at a young age to, to see different options and see the world. And I think, once again, I think it's a huge question. I think that really starts with, um, you know, they say it takes a, a village to raise a, a kid. The community is like closer to home. You know, like, and, and what are they doing? What are they What are they doing together? Where are they going? Where, what trips are they taking? For me, like educating my child, I want to be able to have a backpack on and take my child around the world. And of course, like, I'm going to make sure that like they know how to add and read and things like that. But I have a friend now that does the same thing, and his daughter is smarter, like just ridiculously smart. Like, you know, so so smart. Knows like the even like the regular what's the state? What's the capital of you know this state or that country? Like, she knows those things as well. Um, so I believe like you know that. We got to get away from this like curriculum of like read this, memorize it, take a test, get the grade, pass, you're smart, fail, you're not smart. You know, like it's just it, it's almost it's almost like that the game of life at a younger age where we have to like, you know, people get weeded out for certain things at jobs like, oh, OK, they they've had this in their past automatic. No, they've had this automatic. No. Um, and then when you get there to higher education, like it's just like. It makes you want to like cry like how how does anybody do good like the debt incurred by people you know like that by college kids that are so excited and they have that motivation and then they don't understand taxes life business practices like things other things that'll happen like you know they don't understand some of them even how to like go to the dmvs and get licenses or go to file paperwork and um 
that's the kind of stuff they need to be learning how to do, like life practical stuff, and let them choose. You know, like, and once again, I could I could like go in so many circles. As I've been like to private school, I've been to military school, I've been I've seen so many different countries and different groups and ways of teaching, and they all try to follow this like set standard way. Like every single human, every single child is the same thing, the same person, and they're all gonna have to go one way, and that's just not the case. You know, like back in the day, like we had what like hunters and gatherers and this and that, the way life was, because like, if we didn't, we wouldn't survive. But now we live like an abundance of technology, of food, of, of everything. You know, there's so many ways for people to make a living and, or, or, or and live a fulfilled life that are not the traditional get nine to five, get this, get married, get a career, you know, and go that way. And it's, we're, we're, we're taking away from ourselves and our, our future and our, the ability to, to grow and expand as humanity um, the less we kind of cut off these kids' access and abilities to these amazing things. I know, I man, I, I wish when I was a kid, all this talk around entrepreneurism and all this stuff, stuff was going on because, like, I would be the, I would be on it. And I, I couldn't even imagine where I'd be now. So now it's exciting to me when I see, like, like 13-year-old kids get make $50,000 a month on, on mining Bitcoin and they learn how to do it themselves. Like, I'm like, well, that is awesome. I love it. You know, it's so, like, we have to kind of adapt to technology. Every other area of our lives, we're starting to adapt. Why is the education system still sitting, you know, that far back? Get out of the way of the student um, and and build on their interests. Um, I'm lucky enough to actually be teaching entrepreneurship. Uh, I love it. Um, I go into class every day just, you know, smiling. We count our wins. We get people in the mindset. And that's hard because we have to change the mindset. Um I wanted to ask, out of all the schools, was there one that stood out like that was kind of, hey, this one? Or was it just basically because you mentioned in there that they were all kind of in this weird structure of the same thing. Was there one that stood out or did was there none or was it pretty much all the same, just different levels of hell? I mean, say, I really love the you ask that question because I don't think I've ever been asked. I get asked a lot of questions. I don't think that's been one of them. and That's really cool. Let me think about this. My first school in elementary, right, was a tight-knit small community. As I said, it takes a village. Um, a town of 25,000 people, a very small elementary school. I was uh, into a ideas like gifted level program as well as my regular, you know, first, second, third grade courses. And I remember that I was, I was just growing so fast because there was so much personal connection. Miss Penton, I remember her name to this day. Like my, my Miss Shirley Hunter, my teacher, my principal. Like we all live nearby each other. Are all the kids like we all knew each other? We all knew our whose kid like was a parent and stuff like that. And it was just a very tight knit group. We Easter egg hunted together. We played tennis together. We went sailing together. You know, um, and that's where I felt the most like, oh wow, like I'm a human. I'm a, I'm a part of society. Like I I need to contribute something to society because I'm getting so much from it. And when you really make someone feel like that, they don't you don't have to ask them to do anything. You don't have to ask them to pay taxes or this and that. Like they want to contribute, right? Because they're a part of it. Um, so that was third grade. From then, um. The, the, the private schools in Alabama were just horrible. You know, more different discussion and racism and craziness. Um, the military school, I learned, and I, once again, I have to say, like, I'm very grateful for these places. As a kid going through it, I hated them. I was very upset, you know, but as an adult looking back, the lessons I took from the experiences, not necessarily from the education, but from the experiences, were invaluable. Um, until then, after that, the next time I really felt a different education where I learned something was India. And, you know, that was really cool. It was really, uh, it wasn't as friendly of an approach to education. It was very, like, you have to learn this. It was very, like, st strict and standard. Um, 
but it was just such like once again the community the kids were so like yes like i want how do you do this i want to learn this i want to learn this uh, that it was just exciting to do it and then for me they gave me the added scavenger hunt thing and i as an 11 year old kid you know alone in india got to travel around and learn about my culture and my city from a, such a different perspective as an 11 year old kid alone that's you know born in america that um i i, I can say that, that was the the best you know education right there um and then i got to give it to professor hillman my philosophy uh teacher in college the way he taught and once again he brings us together as a group he brings that give and take that discussion that back and forth in every one of his philosophy and religion and theology classes and he really 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 finally for once after six seven years in college it's like yes i like what he's saying i like the way he's teaching and i'm interested in learning about you know the philosopher socrates you know and and, and studying it and actually you know talking about it yeah i heard that in your in your uh, change of education, the humanistic approach, like really understanding. It seemed like you missed a lot of that and then in huge gaps in, in your. So um, in your path and you, you have become this entrepreneur um, and you've mentioned this before about experience, just the experience and, and not the, the learning. But um, as a matter of fact, I think that's what you said. Let's put the experience in the learning. Right. Um, how did you experience becoming an entrepreneur and learn from that? I think I think Gary Vee says this a lot. Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a big guy on social media. I've followed him for a while as well. He says it, and it's kind of harsh, right? Especially, you don't want to be too harsh on the younger ones. Like, um, entrepreneurs are born, right? That's what he says. I, I'm mixed feelings about it. For me personally, I was born like this. Once again, like lemonade stands when I was a kid, selling candy, baseball cards, trying to cut grass, started my first business, you know, talent management when I was like 19 or 20, somewhere 18, 19, 20. Um, you know, I kept going from there. Um, the biggest thing that entrepreneurs uh, learn from, and once again, is the experience, um, you know, is, is the, the amount of times we try and it doesn't work. And it, it gets, it gets to, and you have, and this is when the entrepreneur is really born. If he isn't born at birth, he's born when he tries, 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 and keeps getting failing, failing, failing. And eventually, you know, it'll click. For me, you know, when I got out of high, high school into college, um, I don't want to ever, and this is like kids, like kids, adults, no one go this way, selling drugs, right? It's not the right path to go, obviously, um, energetically, lovingly, or for yourself. Um, anyway, I did that, right? And I did that with that same mindset of I want to be an entrepreneur, but I also have a chip on my shoulder. I'm mad at the world. I only want to do what, you know, everyone doesn't like. So that's kind of why I went head first into that. And it sounds funny to say almost, but I was really good at it, right? Because I'm good with people. I'm good, I'm good with my schedule. I'm good at being on time. I'm good with numbers. And I know how to, you know, get a product and move a product. And I kind of really took that over to like my, my, my next business. When I first started Hair Made in India, I didn't know what I was doing. I literally, I was like, I bought this amount of hair for 10,000. I need to make 20,000 on it. You know, like I didn't know how to do my accounting, my cash flow or anything. I was just doing my best to like keep everything together. And I learned, I learned as I went along. When I first started eight years ago, there still wasn't this much conversation around entrepreneurship. So my my resources for help were still somewhat limited and it was frustrating. You know, it was really frustrating until I started getting more on YouTube and started learning, Oh, there's a lot of information out there from people that kind of went my path. And those became my mentors and the people I started looking up to and learning from. And then I found my own way. I took a little bit of piece from, from Ralph Smart, from Gary Vaynerchuk, from Tim Ferriss and made my own little, you know, thing with it. Um, and I'm nowhere near perfect. I, I still make mistakes in business. I still, I'm not the best at accounting. I still <laughs> put things off sometimes, but it's a growth process, right? And 
I'm not in a rush to get to point B. I'm, I like I like doing what I do in the business. I like the process it takes to get there. I like when something happens, I have to reshift and, and fix everything, you know? Um, and so it's really helpful to me. So if, the one thing I would say, if you are in school and, and you're going to entrepreneurship, definitely pay attention in your spreadsheets class, <laughs> your math class. That'll help out a lot. That'll be two definitely big things that'll help out a lot for later on. Usually I tell my entrepreneurship students, math becomes really uh, really interesting when you put a dollar sign around it. <laughs> so that's usually <laughs> when, yeah, so. Uh, look, Rocky, I want to give you a chance to, uh, you know, let the audience know um, how can they connect with you? You've got a, a great story. Um, you know, the, the, there's an author piece to you. There's a speaker piece to you. Um, obviously, giving back and, and you are mentoring a lot right uh, now of parents and, and listeners of the podcast. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to guess part of the or part of you is going to grow uh, there even further. Um, how can people connect with you and, uh, you know, meet up with Rocky, whether it's in the hair business or all the other uh, things that you do? Yeah, definitely. So I like to say I'm pretty much like one of the easiest people in the world to find. Um, my full name is Rocky Singh Candola. <laughs> but on my website, you can actually find all the businesses I'm currently involved in, everything from my acting stuff. Um, to the vacation rental company, to the hair company, and the CBDT company, I, I do as well. Um, my direct contact information is on there also. Uh, if you want to talk about business, definitely give me a call. We can talk. Um, if, you're, if you're looking for like you know just someone to listen to, or talking about life, or about some of this younger stuff you want to talk about, or just you know kind of go back and forth on, please give me a call. That's kind of like where my heart is, um, especially if you're younger and you're confused, you're struggling, you're, you're, you're not sure which way to go. And you just need someone to bounce some ideas off of that have may have been through the same things you have or similar. Uh, I'm 100% open to that. And, you know, it filled my heart up if you reach out to me and, you know, ask for some help or just ask for somebody to talk to. I want to thank you so much for hanging out and telling your journey. Um, there is, I'm going to go back. I know when I'm editing this and I'm like, this is going to be awesome because there are so many bits and pieces uh, of, of knowledge and, and your journey is helping others. So thank you so much for sharing it. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening to the Disrupt Education Podcast. Check out all the links below to connect with our guests and connect with me. And if you have anything else to take away from this conversation, it is the experiences our learning moments. Thank you, Rocky. We'll talk to everybody later.